NFL Draft is just around the corner, and a guy that I hope to be talking to a couple of times before that, from Pro Football Focus, he's always good with his knowledge of the NFL and the draft. Seth Galina joins us. Seth, good to have you again. Uh, let me ask about this whole Baker Mayfield thing uh, to the Panthers. Why is this just sort of bearing fruit now? Wouldn't that have been logical earlier or in other words why now well i i believe like a month ago there was someone came out saying this is not happening and now all of a sudden it's back to being a thing again yeah i mean at this point like why are we not waiting until like nothing's going to happen until after the draft at this point because now if if there's if it's a thing where there's you know where there's smoke there's fire then i think it tells us a little bit about how the Panthers feel about the quarterback situation, especially at the top of the draft, and they're picking six. So, you know, I, I would think that if this is the case, then maybe would they don't take Kenny Pickett at six, which I think a lot of people are thinking they might. I think that would be a little rich for a player like Kenny Pickett, but um, the Panthers with their need at the position might just go for it. If they don't, then, yeah, maybe, maybe Baker Mayfield is available. At the end of the day, I mean, I'll ask you the question. Does it make a difference whether you have Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield? I, I'm not really sure. Okay. Uh, and then I want to talk about the, uh, the commanders. Again, they're in the news for all the wrong reasons because a former employee accuses them of, you know, shady financial practices. The team has strongly denied it. How is Daniel Snyder, given all that's happened there, Seth, still the owner of that team? Uh, because uh, he has a lot of money. <laughs> that's really, at the end of the day, what, I mean, I, I wouldn't survive anything like that at whatever company I work for, but I also don't have any money. So, you know, once you have that, once you're in that stratosphere of wealth, um, the rules kind of don't apply to you. Now, here's the thing. This thing, I think what people are saying is like this particular thing, him – you know, a lot of this has to do with um, him not sharing the wealth, right? Because this is going into a pot, a pool with other NFL teams, and he's not reporting this money. So this might, in a sense, take him down because we're talking about him not sharing the money with other wealthy people. When you do that, there you might have a problem. In terms of all the other stuff, which is, I mean, when you really go look at it, it's absolutely disgusting, the stuff that has been reported and investigated um, about the Dan Snyder tenure in in Washington, that stuff is fine, right? Like, you know, like that stuff won't get you fired. But if you're skimming money off the top from other NFL owners, that's the one that might do you in. Um, you know, kind of went under the radar, uh, Seth, but Derek Carr gets an extension with the Raiders, and there were some when the previous coaching staff was there uh, with Gruden maybe the thinking process was he wasn't the guy. Is this a good fit for the Raiders? I think everyone just feels, you know, he's in this tier of Tannehill and Carr and Cousins and, you know, a few other guys like that. And you're just, I think, all these teams, and we see it time and time again, all these teams are just so afraid. They are so afraid of, of letting these guys go because they keep you afloat. They get you to the playoffs once every three years. They, you know, they, they'll, they'll win you a football game. Um, 
they're so afraid of, okay, well, we're going to go back, we're going to take, we're going to let go of these, you know, kind of tier two, tier three quarterbacks, and we're going to go back in the draft, we're going to go in free agency, whatever, and we're going to go try to, um, you know, pick another lottery ball. And, you know, we know this about quarterback drafting. A lot of those lottery balls you take at quarterback um, turn out to be pretty bad. And now you're, now you're winning four games instead of winning eight, nine, ten, like you would with these tier two, tier three type guys. And I think teams are just afraid. And obviously you can go into the lottery and hit on a Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, et cetera, and then you're winning 12, 13, 14 games. But teams are just, they don't want to, you know, like, it's so easy to look at this and, from an outsider's perspective and say, well, yeah, Carr is never going to win you a Super Bowl and Kirk Cousins is never going to win you a Super Bowl and Ryan Tannehill is never going to win you a Super Bowl. Um, so just go and tank and be, you know, win three games and then go, you know, go into the lottery and get your quarterback. But, like, you know, from the from the inside, I mean, you're trying to keep your job. And yeah. Carr keep, helps you keep your job. And I think, like, is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I don't know. I just think of the human element, which is, like, it's tough to go – their quarterback purgatory in the face year after year. And that's why these teams make these moves out every year. Seth Kalina, Pro Football Focus, our guest here talking NFL and the NFL draft. Uh, okay, just a few days before the draft, Seth, you you're, put your Galena crystal ball to work here. Do you foresee any blockbuster trades being made here? Ooh. I, I haven't been thinking about the trades too much because I'm always – because, like, you know – they come so out of nowhere. But, yeah, I could see some teams, now that we have a lot of teams in this draft with multiple picks in the first round, uh, the Saints now, the Chiefs now, um, you know, off the top of my head, I, uh, there's another team in the, oh, the Jets, Packers, of course. Jets. Like, the Jets. Like, I could see that being a major factor. So, you know what? I'll say yes, that I do think we do see a blockbuster trade. Now, is it a trade for a, a player? You know, Debo Samuel is a name that's been coming up a lot. That I don't know, but I, I definitely see teams packaging those picks and, and moving up in the draft. I'm going to end. I'm going to throw you a curveball here, okay? Um, USFL has just started. The XFL is soon to start. No spring league has ever succeeded, and now two of those leagues will try to succeed. Do you think any one of them succeeds? I mean, obviously, like, if you're, if you're betting on it, you would say no, right? Just given the fact that exactly like you said, they just never have worked out. But at the end of it, like, I, I want them to succeed. I think we all should, if we're all NFL fans, I think we should all want them to succeed because the NFL probably needs a, a minor league type of system. And that's what, at the end of the day, if this if they succeed, that's what they are succeeding towards is to become a, a certain type of minor league system. So I think that would be good for the sport. There's too many players out there. You know, you look at all these other sports, whether it's soccer, baseball, hockey, uh, basketball. They have so many. You know, you, you finish college and, and this is what you've done for four years of your life, plus high school, plus growing up, and you know you're 22 and you just that's it for you. And all these other guys have opportunities in other sports. We don't have that in football. I would love to see it. Will it work out? Like you said, um, the history tells us no, but I hope it does. All right. As I always ask, Seth, where can people see your work? Uh, PFF.com and uh, PFF underscore Seth on Twitter. All right. We'll hopefully get you back next week as we get a little closer to the draft. Thanks for your time.
Yeah. Seth Galino, Pro Football Focus.